sit down and go to the Hellcats with us tomorrow night? Yeah. I think I'm going to go over to the, uh, the whatever office and get um, the $5 tickets. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, we should do that. that did we get an email about that? I'm pretty sure <laughs> we did. Pretty sure. Right now, the first car one lap down is Brad and Joe. I am stupid. I am stupid. Oh, come on. You know what? Ah. I've raced this hard for last in my life. And welcome to the show. Lap 31 of One Boom. Lap Down. We're here in we the studio here together. together. I'm not in the pool, Joe. Yeah, well, I'm sure you'd rather be in the pool. Uh, and you know, I don't blame you for that if you, know, you do. You know, my mother asked me the same thing when I gave her a call. She was like, well, you happy to be back in Lynchburg or do you still wish you were in the pool? <laughs> and it's a little mix of both. As I'm happy yeah. to be back, feeling refreshed, back in the office, but also... It was nice just kind of taking some days uh, to spend with family and hang mm -hmm. out in Texas and, uh, you know, and do our thing out there. Did get to Texas Motor Speedway while we you were did. there. You I, did. I have actual proof of that yeah. based on some gifts that you brought back. So, got, got thank Joe you. Some gifts. He took care of the house. More importantly, took care of our cat, Pumpkin. Mm -hmm. They became really good buddies. Uh, we got did. A lot, a lot of pictures from them, too, and playing Xbox together, watching, <laughs> uh, I guess you watched it, watching some racing together. You had a long day of it he, on the 4th of July. A lot of did. racing that day. Yeah, there was a lot of, uh, especially with that um, sound bar you have. It was pretty loud oh, in there. Crank it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a Fox thing. <laughs> yeah, they're they're done for the year. Uh, what's the, what do they call it on F1 now? Audio up? Yeah. Something like yeah. that. I, I'm, I'm appreciative of it. Yeah. Been watching a lot of the Tour de France. You have. And, and I texted Jason, who's been on our podcast yesterday, I said, I really wish they would crank it up on the tour. And <laughs> I don't think he understood my sarcasm. <laughs> when he said, no, that's more of a Fox thing. And I was like, Jason, yeah. <laughs> what would it sound like? Yeah, <laughs> just just a bunch, bunch of wind. A bunch of dudes pedaling. Pedaling, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure that would work the same way. But I appreciate the effort, the thought, uh, yeah. nonetheless. Yeah, crank it up. Crank it Bicycle up. Bicycle style. Uh, <laughs> He's Brad Dunn. I'm Joe Hutzler. Uh, thank you all for joining us this week. We're into the 30s now, both of us, in life and on the show, uh, yeah, as a matter that. of fact. Look at that. Are you celebrating a birthday recently? Congratulations on another year. Thank you. Uh, I'll be celebrating in September so with 31. 31. Yeah. So yeah, I'm older than Joe. Uh, know. I just about a little bit. Last week. Just by a little bit. Uh, this is Lab 31. A quick reminder, if you want to chat with us on social media, you can do that best on Twitter at one lap down pod. All right, let's get, get into, into let's the recap of the weekend. It's showtime. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Ooh, let's go racing today, boys. So this is why I'm surprised Brad's even here. No open wheel racing this weekend, just stock cars. And they... You mean surprised that I'm even here. Well, like you would think I would want to skip a show. We've been doing not, this for 30 straight weeks, Joe. I know, Joe. but this is not We your, haven't missed a week. This is not your... We haven't. Uh, that's this is, this is not your favorite uh, form of motorsport. So, well, that, just, don't say it like that. <laughs> don't say it's, I don't, don't have to say it. Like it like the people listening know. The people listening know. I they just, can tell in your voice when we get to, to lights do. out. It's like, oh yes, we've all got our specialties. NASCAR is like, all right, Joe, take it away. Yeah, I let you take it away with there. <laughs> you know, let I, me. Okay. You know, you know well, let me opinions. start. I was the one that was at a NASCAR track last weekend. You were. You were. I'm the one that's driven on one. So there's that. Now we're even. So anyway, Atlanta 2, second edition of being Atlanta. The last time it'll be in this configuration. 
and uh, this pavement. So we'll get to that in a moment. But first off, Kurt Busch holds off his brother Kyle for the victory. He's now in the playoffs, kind of shook up the field a little bit in terms of uh, the 16 playoff field. Uh, cool stat, 92 wins between the two of those two brothers. Uh, record is 94. Bobby and Davey Allison uh, won a combined 94 races, and it seems like Kurt's going to keep on going, so yeah. that could definitely change as, yeah. as time goes on. Uh, they're now two for two, or two and two, I should say. Four times they finished first and second together, really? and this was the second time Kurt beat Kyle, So, which seemed to be a crowd favorite uh, when the post-race interview was going on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were happy that, that well, he beat a, Kyle. A guy that needed a win, right? A yeah. team that needed a win, needed something to kind of, you know, I think a lot of uncertainty around that garage, right? Yeah, especially you know? Ganassi, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I think that you know, that's that's kind of what I picked up on from, from, you know, seeing some of the news outlets and watching the broadcast. And I think even maybe the guys up in the booth cheering for him a little bit. You know, everybody yeah. is kind of, kind of feeling good. And uh, But another Chevy up there. I know that I know that warms your heart, Joe. Yeah, well, you know what? My guy did his best. He drove the crap out of a bad car and finished fifth. So, yeah, that was pretty uh, good. I feel good about that. Before we get into the to – the uh, top 10 real quick. I, just a comment about Kurt Busch since I'm the one on the show that's watched it the longest, watched NASCAR the longest. You were going to really hammer me on no, this I, today, I'm just Joe. Put, I'm putting it into context. I, it wasn't that long ago. I'm talking six, seven years ago. Kurt Busch was just as hated in terms of Interesting. in a different way, in yeah. a different way. It wasn't necessarily his vocalness off the track, but the way he drove. Um, certainly when he first got into to the league, him and Jimmy Spencer had a, a couple years where they were just going after each other, wrecking each other on person on purpose. Um, so I think it's interesting that Kurt Busch's, I guess, not necessarily his personality, but the way that people feel about him has changed over the years. Maybe now that he's in lesser car, so and, and so when he does do well, it's a big deal, proving he, that he's a he's was a he overshadowed by his brother. Like, is that a part uh, of it too? For a while, certainly, yeah. I mean, he wasn't doing great with Penske. Kurt wasn't, and then when he moved to Ganassi, they weren't doing well. Uh, Kyle was winning championships. Kurt hasn't won one since like '04. Mm -hmm. um, the only one that he's won. <clears throat> so, I mean, it's interesting even for myself. I'm I'm rooting for him more than I root for Kyle and that's just the way he kind of handles himself uh now that he's that he's older um but so popular win nonetheless for uh Kurt Busch there again he's in the playoffs now uh interesting thing that people keep talking about which I don't I don't know why it's such a big deal and it's going to come up later in my low side somewhat but Ross Chastain is Kurt's teammate at Ganassi the only other car at Ganassi and to me it looked like he clearly blocked Kyle to let Kurt get around him and I think that's okay. Like, why else? What else do you need teammates for if they're not going to help you? Why have teammates yeah. if they're not going to help you? F one's weird, and their teammate or actually they battle each other really hard, and mm -hmm. they don't necessarily help each other out. They're not going to necessarily block somebody. Sometimes we see that, but in this instance, when your teammate has a really good car and a chance to win, and you just need to block this other guy, you're all, he's already a lap down. Who cares? Ross yeah. is already in the back. Yeah. I don't understand the the negative feelings around it. I thought it was great. Didn't see anything wrong with it. NBC tried to make a thing out of it, trying to talk to Ross and get him to say whatever. But we all know NASCAR doesn't have those personalities anymore, so no. they can forget about that. But that's just my two cents on, on that. They're your teammates. They should block. Joe yeah. Logano kind of blocked Kyle Larson to give Ryan Blaney the win in Atlanta earlier this year too. So yeah. 
it happens. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. You know, I think I kind of got a lot of perspective. You and I have been lo- watching a lot of the Tour de France, right? I mentioned it in the open, and uh, I think one of the cool things about that is that, like, in, in learning how that works, each team kind of has their contender, mm-hmm. right? That they're going to, you know, put in the draft lane and, and, and work to put that person in position. And, and, and it's just interesting that we don't see that, especially in stock car racing, where you know we're you know getting in that draft, especially some of those super speedways. Why don't we see more of the teams bunch up and take a line together and try to put the the best driver the best car their number one up there in front and that's kind of what you're talking about right like Sim- similarly but i think there's a an issue with the fact that ross wasn't racing for the lead he should just go out of the way like any other lap car mm-hmm. but not when he's the teammate of the guy trying to win the race and get around you oh you're trying to i don't i don't get i don't have a problem with that no i don't either and it wasn't like he egregiously did it either. He just took the he took the line that Kyle was racing mm-hmm. and allowed Kurt to go on the bottom. And that's that. Yeah. And so I think that's okay. Yeah, I think it's okay. I mean, it's like the the spotter, the team. I mean, they got to know Kyle's team's got to know. Oh yeah. Like they hey, this problem. You're probably going to have a tough time getting around him. Like yep. you know, he's not. You know. Why, why are you going to make it an issue? Uh, I don't Move know. on. I, they needed something to spice it up, I guess. Hey, real quick, top ten. Uh, Brad K with top ten finish. Good for him. Uh, did have three Fords in the top ten. Matty D with another solid performance. Somebody who's trying to keep his job or at least get a job elsewhere. Fan favorite, man. Needs Fan that. Favorite. He needs to keep racking up these top tens. Christopher Bell in eighth. Chase Elliott in seventh. Tyler Reddick in sixth. Good runs recently for Bell and Reddick, by the way, the young guys. Ryan Blaney, as I mentioned before, finishing in fifth. Alex Bowman in fourth. Had a really good car, just not quite good enough. Martin Truex, what a hell of a day. Started in the back because he failed inspection twice. Then he had a pit lane error that put him in the back. Then they had something wrong with the car that put him in the back. <sighs> he came from the back three times to finish third. That's wild. So clearly the JGR cars, all three of them, had uh, finished in the top ten. Yeah. So something's go- working well for them in Atlanta. Kyle Busch second, and as I mentioned before, Kurt Busch in first. Next, this weekend, they'll be at the Magic Mile that is Loudoun, New Hampshire. Um, and a fun fact about the Loudoun track itself, they have a mascot, Brad. His what? name is Milo the Moose. Milo the Moose? I'm in. He's right. a real mascot who wears, a obviously, a, a racing fire suit with an open-faced helmet and glasses. And goes around, takes pictures with people. I like how this is just getting going from like you harassing me about watching more NASCAR to just degrading me <laughs> to like you're gonna love the mascot, Brad. I didn't say you would. I just I think that's interesting. The tone of your voice. Not every otherwise. track has a mascot. Okay, so yeah, that's true. That separates them from others. That All is right? that is, that is very true. So uh, um, a couple more things about NASCAR we'll get to later in the show, but for now let's talk about Silverstone. And it's lights out, and away we go! Victoire de Pierre Formula One is back. I'm going to make a conscious effort to just sound indifferent now that we're talking about F1 so oh. that you don't harass me. Well, now you just sound boring. <laughs> I wouldn't, uh, that's not good either. We don't <laughs> want that either. Sprinting. Uh, we're sprinting yeah, this weekend. Silverstone Joe. GP, home of the first F1 race back in 1950. They celebrated that last year with two races there. But this year, one race weekend, but two races on the same weekend. Interesting what's happening with sprint qualifying. Our first chance to see it in F1. Yeah, yeah. I think that, you know, I know we're going to spend a second here just kind of hashing out what that's going to look like on Saturday. But 
I'm not as excited as I thought I would be about it. You know, I don't. I just don't know. I mean, you, when you think about like the first, what, what are we going to do? Twenty-five laps? Is that how many we're doing on Saturday? For the sprint qualifying, yeah. it is 100 kilometers. I don't know how many laps okay. that is. So it'll be about 30 minutes. Yeah. So I mean, so we think about the first 30 minutes of a normal mm-hmm. Grand Prix. Like, we don't see a. I mean, the first lap maybe get some shuffling, but yeah. I just I don't. How is it going to make it different is what I want to know. And I'll be interested to listen to the Sky Sports broadcast, especially on Friday. I know that they're going to be talking a lot about that in the practice sessions on Friday, right? And figuring out, you know, what, you know, just kind of seeing like, or I guess no, we're not going to have practice sessions. So right? yeah, we'll have practice, P1 Friday morning. P1 Friday morning and then qualifying. Qualifying. For the sprint race. And then P3 and sprint race on Saturday? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, through all of these broadcasts this weekend, right, they're going to be explaining all of it. And I just, I'm eager to, to learn more about what, I mean, what's your opinion, Joe? I mean, why are we doing this? It's a gimmick. It's a chance to try something that has been on the books for a couple of years mm-hmm. that drivers and owners alike have been hesitant to. And I think they agreed last year. Somehow they all came to an agreement if they would just do trial runs. And so this is F1's way of doing that. Some of the the administrative folks think this is a great idea. Thinks it'll it'll add more more flavor and, and nuance and something different to a, a a sport that's been run the same for so long. Um, and and to a degree, when we talk about like another sport like baseball, we all say that they should do something else. Quit, quit doing the same thing. It's boring. Yeah. I don't know that the it needs it. The All Star Weekend is boring. In yeah, and I don't watch anything of it. But I don't understand. I don't feel that it's needed. Like, I'm fine with it. It's something different to, to look at, but do you the think weekends are okay the way they are. Do you think are. it's because we're new fans? Be, do you think it's, it's because well, we're... No, we're because the older the older fans are the ones like, leave it alone. It's fine. Like, yeah. it's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with the sport. I love the way qualifying works in F1. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and that's what's weird too, right? Friday qualifying is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. It's three rounds. It's an hour long. Like, all that stuff's exactly the same. But it's setting you up for a 100-kilometer race, which mm-hmm. is about 30 minutes. Only red tires. You can't change tires. You can't come in the pits. Like, you're going to be out there for 30 minutes driving your ass off because the top three do get points. Mm-hmm. And then it sets up the grid for the next day. That's the one intriguing thing to me is that you know is that there will be points available, especially in a season where I think – Really do think that Mercedes is gonna is gonna swing back. Yeah, and, and, yeah, for sure. And and there's gonna be a couple of DNFs before the season's over mm-hmm. for the Red Bull cars and for Max probably again, yep. right? So I'll be eager to see that. I mean, let, let, before we go further, why don't you talk us through it, Joe? Talk talk our group through how, yeah. how it's all gonna work. So just a little bit. I already said some of it there, but um, just for a full explanation, we already talked about practice. They are gonna do practice on Friday and Saturday, one session in the morning. But then that second practice session on Friday is actually going to be qualifying. Normal uh, qualifying, like I said, three rounds uh, to set the grid for the sprint. So you would anticipate that the sprint lineup, the sprint grid for Saturday is going to look very similar to a normal race Sunday grid. Do the Q2 tires come into play? How is that like if you make it to Q3? So here's what's interesting. The sprint race, you only can use the soft tires regardless right. of what you did in qualifying. So does it, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. That's what I don't understand. Like why do tires matter in qualifying, regular qualifying, yeah. if they don't matter for the Sorry, race? I, but I, I did interrupt. So, so no, you're okay. So P1 Friday morning and then P1, we'll have a normal qualifying, qualifying session Friday right. afternoon. Then Saturday morning, another hour-long practice session. 
and followed by that 100-kilometer race, which, again, at Silverstone, they're stating it's going to be around 30 minutes long. Uh, three points for first place, two points for second, one point for third. Um, no tire changes. Use whatever tire the team wants um, during the actual race. Okay. So I did, I did get that one wrong. Friday qualifying, it says must use soft tires. Gotcha. The whole time. Okay. But during the sprint qualifying, you can use whatever tire you want. Okay. All right. So that makes that's sense, my then. bad. I should have read further down the list. Uh, and then Sunday, based on the sprint qualifying or sprint race results, that's how the grid will set up on Sunday morning for us, afternoon for them. And then a the normal race commences about 70-ish laps at Silverstone um, on and Sunday. The Haas cars so, will still be 19th and 20th. Well, see, that's what I don't <laughs> know if it's going to make a difference. Like, yeah, because here, here's what here's where I, I get confused, not confused, but a little flustered is that we want this to shake up the grid, right? We want this to shake it up a little bit in terms of, you know, who does whatever. Friday qualifying is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So why do we think that the grid for sprint qualifying is going to look any different than it does on a Sunday? And you're only going 100 kilometers. How many passes can really be made yeah. in that amount of time? So. Maybe you'll get one or two drivers that on Sunday start up closer, but they're, are we supposed to set, think that just because they start up closer to the front, they're going to stay up there? Mm-hmm. Silverstone's pretty fast and pretty wide. Yeah. If your car's not good enough, you're going to get passed anyway. I mean, so I mean, it may, maybe it, I mean, it really is something where I mean, they're getting they're getting more viewers now, right? I think you're agree. Like this you know, weekend, they, 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 yeah. They're, they're doing it, but if it get, sucks, to get more people to watch, and they're getting another race out of you know, the F1 cars, right? Yeah. Because the the qualifying is cool to watch. I love watching yeah. it, but it's not a race, right? You don't see pass. There's no passing in qualifying. Yeah. At least none that should be happening. I would say, for my habits, it will help me watch all three days. Yeah. I don't typically watch Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just watch the highlights because just practice. But now that there's qualifying on Friday, I'll watch Friday. I'll watch the race on Saturday. Well, I'll part of it because I'm going to be My working. My bias is real, Joe. I'll but, watch all of it. And then Sunday, obviously, I'll watch the actual race. But, yeah, I'm, the closer we get to it, the more confused I am by the whole importance of making this happen and yeah. the fact that it's spread out through a whole year, through three races yeah. only. And they haven't even determined officially if it's going to be Brazil yet. Right now, it's just Silverstone and Monza. Yeah. Um, so... Maybe it would be at Coda. They're talking about having two races at Coda now to replace Australia being canceled and Canada's being gone and Singapore's gone. Well, I'll be eager to see. We'll we'll spend Uh, some time on this next week when we talk about it. Um, Who do you think is going to win? We'll see. The real race. The real race? Yeah. Lewis is going to win. Okay. Lewis Lewis has to win. Hmm? I think, I mean, it's his home Grand Prix. I think that, I mean, Mercedes needs to swing back. I guarantee you the last two weeks of, or leading up to this, the two weeks leading up to this race after being in Austria have been, you know, 100-hour weeks for that Mercedes oh, yeah. team. Yeah. I mean, they are, I mean, they, they have to be obsessed right now with getting a win mm-hmm. in Silverstone. I think they're going to do it. Yeah. Just like they did in two straight races last year. Right? No, Max won the second one. Oh, Max did win the second yeah. one. Yeah. L- Lewis won Lew- like seven in a row or something. Lewis finished on three <laughs> tires. Yes, yes, he did on the, in the first weekend. But uh, but I I really I don't do. disagree with you. And and I think kind of segueing into our in our next little little section here of you know I, I think that Lando's going to have a bad weekend. I think he's going to try to do too. <laughs> Another much. bad weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After being mugged. Yeah, I mean that's that's scary stuff, man. You think about it. it. Is. I, mean, I mean that's that guy like in 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 England. He's a a list celebrity. True. 
And if you can't keep those people safe, like that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. It is pretty terrible. If you didn't, if you didn't hear, haven't seen, he got got mugged outside the stadium after the Euro final. England lost. A lot of terrible things happening in the country. Yeah, not not England or Great Britain's finest moment. But I think it was just bonkers afterwards. People were angry, and he got mugged, got his hundred thousand dollar watch stolen. And uh, but word is that he's okay. Hadn't heard anything directly from him. They yeah. say it's a police matter, so that makes it tricky. Zach Brown, to, we're recording on Wednesday. Zach Brown came out today and had a, a brief statement. Said he had been mugged three times. <laughs> What a way to calm down the situation. Shared his story with Lando. (laughs) Be like, "Well, it's gonna happen again, buddy." Yeah, man. (laughs) Yikes! You got at least two more times. Get ready for it. Start start working out a little bit more or something weirdo. So, but Uh, but you know, sending our best to him. Hopefully, he's okay. Imagine whether he's physically harmed or not. It still shakes you up a little bit. That's a yeah. You know, he's gonna have to answer all the press questions tomorrow when they start doing press days for the weekend too. Mm -hmm. So we'll hear more about it. Well, some of it, like you said, police matter. So he can only say so much. That aside, or he's going to try to do too much, not going to be a great weekend for him. Hopefully, he still finishes in the points. Hopefully, yeah. I can't. I can't disagree with your choice on uh, the winner. I can't think of anybody that might. McLaren does have good straight line speed. Mm-hmm. They've shown that this year. So uh, I know you just said Lando probably going to have a bad weekend, but from a car perspective, should be okay. Might be just what he needs to get in there and, and go. And uh, hey, you know, Danny Rick as well. So if you listen to this podcast, you know I'm a big Lando fan. So oh, this yeah. is me this is me trying to like come down to earth because of how happy I've been about the way he's driving. So hopefully <laughs> it's not the case. Hopefully he does well. You're trying to prepare yourself. Love to for see McLaren have a great weekend. Um, yeah. just want to see a good race. Want to see a good sprint race. Want to see a good Grand Prix on Sunday when I uh, I have to work all day Sunday. So I will be watching the replay Sunday oh, night. And I'm just staying I'm off of Instagram. No spoilers please. I will not I will not spoil it for you, I promise. Sounds like Joe will be watching with my fiance anyway, so I'm happy about that. Yes. Um, and I just had a thought about sprint qualifying or sprint racing again. Sorry, I know we spent a lot of time on this, but it is your favorite sport. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I thought about Swimming like, is my favorite sport. I want, well, yeah, favorite motor sport. What, what about, are they actually going to push on sprint qualifying? Because what if you wreck your car? What if you got nothing to lose? That's I think that's where it gets. It's, it's that's going to be the kicker, right? The people who, who's going to be conservative and who's going to say, "Eff it, I yeah. got I, I got nothing to lose." You know, you got to race the next day. So, uh, do you have to? Well, no, you don't have to. I mean, if you're if that you're one pays a, more. I mean, are you gonna are you really going to be racing for points on Sunday if you're in an Alfa Romeo, a Williams, oh, no. or a Haas? No. no. Yeah, the Alpines are going to be in there in this tricky situation. Yeah, they're around the cusp. Do we push or not? Yeah. Watch yeah. Fernando Alonso win. That's my that's my <laughs> outside pick. Fernando Alonso wins the sprint. The on sprint Saturday, race. Okay. And everybody will lose their minds. They w- yeah. Then it'll be the ba- ba- they have to do it every weekend now because it was such a great hit. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, real quick. Let's get into high side, low side. Every week. Brad and I discuss our highlights and lowlights from the previous weekend's motorsport action. And for mine this week, I'm actually staying in F1. Uh, Lewis Hamilton winning driver of the year at the ESPYs. He's the only F1 driver since 2005 to win it. That was Michael Schumacher in 2005. Uh, and then Lewis won it in 2017. But every other year between those times have been NASCAR or IndyCar drivers. Interesting. Mostly NASCAR drivers. Um, I don't know if that's because it's an American sport, but I certainly am glad that Lewis was given 
this honor, not just because he's a great race car driver, but, you know, not too many other athletes around the world did as much as he tried to do last year in a pandemic-stricken world where you can't go out and see people and, and necessarily be in protests, be involved in that stuff. He did as much as he possibly could with the platform that he had, uh, and he continues to do it as well. So I thought that was great that he was honored with – uh, that award for um, for all of his efforts over the last year. Yeah, yeah, and, and, but then also to recognize, like, to be at the top of your game in a year like that. Like, yeah, I mean, it, motorsports really thrived last year because you could do it. There was no physical right. contact, right, between between the the athletes mm-hmm. and the drivers, right. And so, you know, we we had all of our racing series, IndyCar a little bit later to start the NASCAR and Formula One were. But yeah, you look at what Formula One had to do, still going to all those different countries, less than they normally do, but still going to all those places, having to isolate and to quarantine. You know, for, I remember late in the season when Lewis tested positive, it was a shock because of how much just, I mean, just nothing. Like, yeah. I mean, that is a, that's a testament to mental strength. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, and on top of that, sets a record for number of championships won, number of wins, all of those things, and does it, you know, with, with a lot of class as well so you know I, I you know we cheer against him because it's fun to see somebody kind of you know top the champ uh but never cheer against him as the person right no. i think he's fantastic and you know and glad to see him win that and you know, maybe it is a sign too of f1 becoming more popular in the states you know we've got coda now miami next mm-hmm. year um you and i have gotten really into it obviously i'm too into it in your opinion uh but definitely good stuff right it was that was yeah. really cool yeah it's a great highlight yeah, um, my high side from last week again. You know, vacation. So after the Fourth of July bonanza of racing, you know, didn't, didn't pay a whole lot of attention. We're traveling over the weekend, so kind of caught up a little bit with it. But you know, I think that uh, you know, yeah, high side. I have a hard time. You know, that was the first one that came to mind too. So let me just share that one with you this week. You know, I think Lewis went in the SB. Yeah. Um, you know, also, but I'm also happy for Kurt Busch and getting a win. And I guess maybe, maybe that's my high side. Still keeping this, uh, you know, this this uh, this conspiracy alive that we're going to have somebody get a win in, in the Cup Series and not make the playoffs. Yeah, so that yeah. helped us, right? First, out, first one of the year for Running out of Kurt slots. Yeah, yeah, it so. was for running out of slots. That's for sure. So there we go. All that's right, my high side. Well, sticking with the Bush uh, theme, Kyle Bush, he's a part of my low side. Um, could be every week, depending on how things go. But I was so disappointed with his post-game, right at, post-game, post-race interview, right out of the car. I didn't see if he was a part of any press conferences or anything. But all he could do is moan and groan about finishing second and the fact that Ross Chastain did what he did, shows what kind of driver he is, blah, blah, blah. Dude, can you just love the fact that you battle with your brother for the majority of, of the race? And, I mean, sure, there's a probably a little extra angst that you lose to your brother, but that's awesome. Like, not, not, not a whole lot of people that get to do that. I mean, yeah. the only other brother combos that I know of are Austin and Ty Dillon, and Ty can't even get a full-time ride. Yeah. And you two were up there battling, like, legit battling. It wasn't you – were, you were passing each other, and Kyle passed him on pit lane, and then Kirk comes back, and his teammate helped him out, but still, like – it relish in that moment instead of being so well, I didn't win so it sucks yeah well your brother did so awesome like come on man enjoy that for at least a little bit at least say something about it he didn't talk about his brother at all yeah say something about it and then move on and bitch and moan that's fine but I was just so disappointed I shouldn't have expected anything different but I was just very disappointed by that 
I don't know. I mean, I mean, I think he knows how to play the heel. I think that's kind oh, of what he's it comes just, down yeah, to. Yeah, the king of it, yeah. And I, and I think that, that Tony Stewart knew how to do it really well, and I think that you know that's what – you know, you learn a lot from watching WWE and all of that where, you know, it's scripted and it's not fake. I won't I won't mm. let anybody say WWE is fake because that is a 300-pound person. Oh, yeah. Throwing another 300-pound person. Yep. Uh, but it is scripted to do so. And while NASCAR isn't really scripted, it's still, I mean, there's still theatrics to it. And you got to have that drama and you got to make money and you got you to gotta have that notoriety. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, myself included, before I even watched NASCAR, I knew who Kurt Busch is mm-hmm. because of you know, some of his antics and his kind of heel personality and you know there, there you go man you know right they, to it they need somebody else just being be the malcontent yeah they all need, the time it can't just be him all the time that's yeah. that's the thing where's the other personality everybody's too damn cookie cutter in nascar and it's boring yeah 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 <laughs> anyway <laughs> joe's over here pouting <laughs> joe's over here just pouting my low side of the week very, very, again, insignificant low side. But we're back in Atlanta. And all that that can do, Joe, is remind me of the first Atlanta <laughs> when I won tickets through Bojangles yes. to go to the race. And I couldn't go. I forgot about that. Yeah, I didn't forget about that. <laughs> so there you go. Very insignificant low side. But it just could rub some salt in old wounds. Yeah, for sure. Uh, sorry about that, Brad. Hey, sorry someday I'll get there. Someday no I wonder you don't there. like NASCAR. Hey, man, when I was out at Texas Motor Speedway <laughs> this week, visiting my, my folks live live close by to it. We're there. Stopped in the gift shop. Got got Joe a couple little things to bring back. And, uh, you know, they were saying, oh, you, oh, we got the playoffs coming in October. You got to come out here. You got to come out here and all that stuff. So That's what I said. Yeah, I know. I'm in the middle of the season, though, Joe. That's we, what's, that's make what, it work. Yeah. <laughs> you got two assistants. Make it work. Hey, don't tell them. Don't tell them. We'll see. We'll <laughs> see. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'll take a personal day in the middle of the season. But Oh, boy. But we'll get to a race soon enough. I know, I know. All right, well, the checkered flag has flown. We are done for the day. Cars in the trailer. But some final thoughts before we hit the road. Uh, real quickly, from a schedule standpoint, we know that IndyCar is still waiting till the 1st of August before they get going again. But NHRA is back with three straight weekends of the Western Swing, the famous Western Swing that starts this weekend at Bandamere Speedway in Colorado. Then they will head over to Sonoma, California, before they travel to the home of NHRA, the the origins of NHRA, Pomona, California. So three straight weekends of talking about uh, going as fast as you can in a quarter mile or an eighth mile, depending on the division that you're running in. Also, Kyle Larson has his contract extended to 2023. Whoopie freaking do, no surprise there. Certainly has earned it and probably going to, I would assume, get more sponsorship now that there's more backing and he's winning and all that fun stuff so good for kyle he certainly earned it and um looking forward to having him around because he's going to push the rest of the field i'm sure any yeah. thoughts for you sir yeah we uh we've really fallen off with srx that's yeah. one of the things yeah um, i hope that's it was not fun this weekend everybody else yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't watch it. Just in terms of drama at the end again. I didn't get to wa- didn't watch it. I was well, this is the last weekend. Back. It is. This Nashville week- Fairgrounds Speedway. So that's why I wanted to make sure I brought it up. Let's make sure that all of our listeners tune in July 17th. This is this Saturday. Um, on their website, I'm intrigued by this. Um, there's an SRX Superstar Racing Experience game yep, on Xbox expensive. One, PlayStation 4, and PC. Yeah, I think it's like seventy bucks. Seventy bucks. It's not it worth might it. be worth it for you. Nope. Maybe. No, I'm talking to our audience oh. now. It might be worth it for you. <laughs> 
It's not for me and Joe. No. Definitely. Unless unless they want to sponsor our podcast, <laughs> that, I'll, that I'll give it a test run. Yeah, for sure. Let's let's oh, let's do it then. For oh sure, that's man. an easy way to get on our good side. Oh man. Well, uh, not, not in the pool this week. This has been a fun one, Joe. Thank you all for yeah, listening. Yeah, of course. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Really appreciate it. We got a lot to recap for next week, so we look forward to that. We'll be right here, same time, same platform that you're listening to us uh, right now. But until then. I'm Joe Hutzler. I'm Brad Dunn. And we'll talk to you later. See ya.